Welcome to Discover the Edge. Life change does not start with inspiration. Life change starts with education. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. The rule is simple. You do it now. All right, so we're back here. It's Nicole Jansen with Discover the Edge. And again, I've got Nick Pereira, who is the associate coach with Discover the Edge. And last time we had this really interesting conversation and we were talking about and answering this question, is the educational system, is the school system doing a good job uh, at effectively preparing people for their for a successful future and for the world that they're going into as adults? And uh, so we finished off that conversation talking, getting into this, this concept of uh, what if we were to create the right space an effective space for our children to thrive. So, Nick, when we're talking about space, what is space anyway? Sure, great question. So, space is the underlined the underlined environment that allows learning in this in this context, right? And that's exactly actually what space is: is context, right? It it allows it allows certain things to show up or to happen. Right. So in our school systems, there's a certain space. And the way that I'm going to relate to that is there's a certain belief system or a certain way that we do do things. So it's the underlying operating system or the outcome that we're looking for that allows us to learn a certain way, to test a certain way and all this kind of stuff. So for us to create a um, not not a better, but a, a more effective school system. Yes. We actually have to change the space in the schools. We have to change the context that allows learning to take place. Yes. So for example, if if right now schools are heavily based on right wrong testing, that is the context. It sets the context. So essentially I know and everybody can relate to this, uh, you know, if you're coming up to the school system, you know there's a test on Friday. Thursday night, you cram, 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 try to plug it all in. Friday Friday morning comes, you do a mind dump on the test, and literally five minutes after that, you forgot what you learned because that's the space that it's created in because it's all based upon do I get an A, do I get a B, or what's my mark, was it right or wrong? And there was no discussion of why. Why am I learning this? How does this apply to me? Or a limited discussion, yeah. Yes, 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 or limited, very limited discussion on why we're learning what we're learning and how does it apply to me in my life? How does this apply to my marriage, right? How does this apply to my personal finances or to even my own, my own connection with myself or my own health, yeah. right? None of that is really talked about. So we're only, we're, all, we're the space, the context that the school system is sitting in is right now right or wrong, skill-based. And I know we talked about that talent. It, rather than talent-based, it's on skills. Can you do this? Can you not do this? And not only can you do it, can you do it to the way that we believe you should do it? Mm. If I get the same answer, right, but it's not the way that you wanted me to get it, then I'm still not getting a good mark or I'm still told that I'm wrong. Well, after a while, then I just start to believe that this is the only way to get the answer. Well, that limits creativity. Mm. That limits free thought. So 
Yeah, absolutely. It's all about creating a different space in our education system. Mm. Well, you talked about the right versus wrong. That's a that's a big one. And actually, I, I know from uh, I had some really great teachers, and um, I also had some teachers that I didn't relate a whole lot to. Let's just put it that way, <laughs> and uh, didn't understand their methodology and so forth. And um, but one of the things that, like with that piece right there, what I've noticed, especially as 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 I've been working with adults, I see it showing up in adults, is this idea of this fear of making mistakes. Mm. They don't want to make mistakes because if they make mistakes, then now I'm wrong. Now I've messed up. Now I have failed. And when I fail, like that's a bad thing, right? And so then we cre- you know, create all these associations and, and so forth and beliefs around that. But in reality, how do we learn? We actually learn through making mistakes. That's how, <laughs> that's how it works. We, you know, we're babies. We start to crawl. At some point, we decide we want to we want to start walking. Well, we take one foot, and actually, if you think about it, we all do it every single day as we walk. It's left and then right, and it's we're actually correcting. We're not going left and right at the same time. We're adjusting, 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 adjusting. That's how we that's how we maneuver. We don't think about that, right, on a regular you know day day to day basis. But that's how that's how we. That's how we, we live our lives, and that's how we learn. So it was interesting that you talked about the, the test and you're going in there and you forgot everything you learned. My question would be, did they actually learn it, or did I, because it's happened to me too, right, is did I actually learn that information in the first place, or did I just funnel all this content Right into this, this my small context of why do I need to know this and what, how does this relate to me and all that. So it's like, oh, I need to know all this content. So I went through and studied everything, and then I just dumped that content onto a test. So did I? But I did I learn it? Well, that's a great question, and essentially, no, you didn't learn it. You memorized it. But learning, so there's a there's a there's a difference here. There's informative learning, which I know we touched upon this last episode a little bit. And informative learning is a memorization type learning. It's from the world of I don't know something, so now I'm going to go learn it. So I know I speak English. I know I don't speak Russian, <laughs> right? And I know if I wanted to go learn Russian, I can go learn it. And that's a memorization, an informative learning type of learning. And again, very valuable. Because right? if I want to learn R- Russian, I need those skills, right? Yes. But what it what it fails to do is do transformative learning. And, I mean, that's what we do at Discover the Edge is transformative learning. And what transformative learning is something that you don't necessarily have to learn, but it's more a shift in your way of being. It's a shift in your space, in your context that allows you to do certain things or, or create certain results, yes. right? So, for instance, what... A, sh- a shift in a way of being could be, well, I, I believe you talked about right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this constant, as you're coming up through the school system, it's constantly about right or wrong, right or wrong. Well, what happens over time is in your subconscious, it gets, it gets rooted as a deep belief system that I'm either right or I'm either wrong. And that becomes the space in which we live. So how many people in life feel wrong about their life? My relationship is wrong. My finances are wrong. It should be this way. It shouldn't be that way. That is a direct reflection of the space of our school system. And how good does it feel to be wrong? 
Right? Not very how, good. Yeah, not very good. And how does it encourage you? Does it encourage you to keep trying? Does it encourage you to keep learning? Does it encourage you to keep going forward? No, because you're just so afraid. You become fearful and you become afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, or I'm going to defend it and I'm going to fight you. Right. It starts to create conflict in our society because if I'm right, that means you must be wrong. Yes. And instead of creating an environment where it's collaborative. So, mm-hmm. for instance, in school. That's a great point. When you talk about collaboration in school, what if we could talk a little bit more about that? Sure. What would well, that look like? Yeah. Well, think about it. In in the workplace or in, in our careers or environments and what, whatever your activities are that you're doing throughout your day, you collaborate with other people. For instance, if you don't know an answer to something, oh, right? Yeah. If That's you don't know an, if you don't know an answer to something, let's say you're you're working your your job, your career, your business, whatever you got going on, you don't know an answer to something. You go to your colleague, you go to someone you know, and you say, you know, what's the answer to this? How do I do this on Microsoft? How do I do this on Excel? Whatever oh, yeah. it is, right? Yeah. I know I do that all the time, right? I don't know how to do this, right? So I go, and that's called collaboration. I'm actually rewarded for it. It's like, oh, that's a good thing, you know. Yes. Nicole, you know, I, I work with you at Discover the Edge. I ask you all the time, well, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it's positive. It's like, well, here's how you do it. And now I've just learned that and I apply it. Yes. In school, that's not encouraged. In fact, if I don't know the answer and I ask someone the answer, that's called cheating. Yeah, depending on the context in which you did it. Yes, yes depending on the context of which you did it. If that's the case, then as I go through life, I start to limit myself of my ability to collaborate with other people. I can't I can no longer work with other people because I feel wrong if I ask somebody or maybe I feel dumb or I start to have these belief systems of oh I don't know I should already know. To me that is that is an insane that is an insane world. Yeah. Because collaboration is what makes this world beautiful. Mm. And schools right now the space in which the education system is coming from doesn't encourage it. Mm. It actually decourages it. So when you get out into the workplace, you don't want to. You don't want to tell anybody. It also starts to create a mindset of scarcity, mm. right? Because eventually it becomes, well, I, I I'm fearful, and there's not enough knowledge. There's not enough this. It, I mean, there's just so many ways that over time it starts to show up and develop in our life. Mm. Very very interesting stuff. I hope you're all enjoying this because I certainly am and. <laughs> So I know, Nick, you're enjoying it as well. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we get really passionate about this kind of thing. So coming back to this whole idea of context. So context is the space. So the question is, is our educational system doing an effective job at uh, helping people to be equipped for their future and be successful in their their life? And so we talk about context. If the context is is small and our children are learning in a very controlled context, controlled space, which is good, by the way. That's how we that's how we learn, right? Mm-hmm. So again, again, when a child is born, a child is we start off in a womb. Then we get born, we're born, and we're we, we're in a bassinet. So a little bit larger context, small context, a little bit larger context. Then from the bassinet, maybe we go to a crib. Mm-hmm. And from a crib, we go to a, a you know a starter bed, and then a bit a little bit bigger. Even with kids, when they're as they're playing, we start start them off in a small context. They're not allowed to play because they're a baby. They just play on this mat, and then okay, well now they can play in this playpen. Okay, now we're going to put the gates up, and you can play anywhere on the on the main floor. And then eventually, we we, we they evolve. We all evolve to the point where we get to graduate, perhaps, mm-hmm. to the point where we can. Uh, take on and we can experience a, and, and live in and be safe in a much larger context. 
And so I think I think in, in helping and in answering this question, how can so changing the question a little bit is how can we be more effective is to help those kids to understand in the context of learning, how can they increase their context? And so, you know, one of the things like you talked about is their way of being and understanding that. It's really, you know, how did so so I'm gonna ask you this. How do they increase their context so that they can be more effective. We talked about there's different learning styles. So, you know, that's that's one thing is that is the context. Some kids, by the way, they learn more and people in general, right? We're all kids inside. <laughs> so we learn very kinesthetically, which is, you know, feeling and experiential and so forth. Some people learn more visually, so they need to see it. Some are more auditory and they need to hear it. And the thing with that, of course, is in school is how, how is most of the education being done, uh, delivered, the, most of the information, the, the material? It's, audit, it's, it's an auditory way of doing it. Now, I learned at some point um, along the way that 40% of the population is primarily visual, 40% of the population is primarily kinesthetic, 10% of the population is auditory. So there's a challenge there, and I wanted to slip that in there, and I know I'm kind of throwing a bunch of information here, but... Um, so coming back to that context, see, so we could we could uh, adjust the context or what is the context in which they're learning is how they're learning it, mm-hmm. right? And the and the openness and the willingness for their ability to learn it. Now I want to I want to just as we're wrapping up this this segment is talk about okay, so how can they expand that, Nick? Sure. So expanding context is really like you said about expanding our own minds and our own belief systems about the way something should come about. So if, and I'll just give a quick example off the top of my head. If, if I, if you want me to do two plus two equals four, well, if I, if I do that on a, on a calculator and it gives me my answer, then, you know, I'm either right or wrong, or I do it uh, with, with drawing it out to I write it out. Or what if I took out a couple pennies? I know this because my dad used to do this for me. He'd put pennies down on the table and he would show me four pennies and then he would take two of them away and say, how many are left? And I'd say, oh, two. And then he would go, so there's two there. And then he would add two more. He goes, how many is there? Four. Because I saw it. Visual, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that is a different way of learning, Mm -hmm. but I still got the same result. So I think one of the things to expand the context or the space of our school system is to is to release ourselves of being stuck on how we get a result and just look at the result. Does he understand? Can he function in society? Okay. Yes, he can, but not necessarily in the same. He didn't necessarily get there. Or I didn't necessarily get there the same way we uh, you did. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and one is not right or wrong. It's just it just is, right? right? So you're saying what I'm hearing you say is is that allowing children to learn in the style that works best for them. So this puts a a greater job on the teachers and on parents and society in general because we're all responsible for the success of our children. It's not just teachers to say, okay, it's your job. No, it is society as a whole. Years ago, you know, we it was the village, the concept of the village actually raised a child. Mm-hmm. Not It wasn't a teacher's job. So in that is to create opportunities and create ways for, the, for our children to learn 
in the way that's going to work best for them while, like we were talking last time, developing the ability to adapt so that they can then learn in any different environment. So one of the things we do at Discover the Edge is in our workshops is we make sure we're pulling in the visual learning, the auditory learning, the kinesthetic learning, so that when people are coming in, it's not about delivering material, right, and just dumping material on lecture style. It's about actually creating learning within the, uh, within the participants. In fact, education in itself comes from the root word educare, which means to draw out. So mm. education isn't about delivering, unloading. It's actually about drawing out the education. So that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we can get into it in another segment. And I know we've got lots more to cover here. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. But Nick, I want to thank you for being here. Everyone, I want to thank you. I hope you got something out of this. And uh, we've got more to come. We're just really having a great time just talking about these distinctions, things that we feel are really, really important. And we're super passionate about because we built a whole company around it uh, and teaching people a certain way. So why? So people can become the best they can possibly be. That's what we're all about. And so hopefully we gave you some distinctions today to, to, to be able to be the better person yourself and to be able to help your children, the people around you be better as well. Awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to the Discover the Edge podcast with Nicole Jansen and Nick Pereira. Discover the Edge is a strengths-based consultancy dedicated to helping individuals and organizations reach their full potential. To learn more and to find some free information and resources, go to discovertheedge.com. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic.